1: And good morning. Welcome in. What's happening? It's a thirsty Thursday. Mississippi Braves, M Braves Ballpark. Uh, Jason, Alex, will give away four more pairs of tickets to the M Braves. Just text us, Braves, uh, on our text line. Ag Up Equipment text line 601-885-3776. 885-3776. You get to pick the day. Um, double A affiliate of the Atlanta Braves M. Braves in town Thursday through Sunday. You pick the day text Braves. First four people, you get a pair of tickets. Six Oh one eight, eight, five, three, seven, seven, six. It's national onion rings day brought to you by, well, any local establishment in Mississippi that, um, serves onion rings and does it well. Lightly battered onion rings are the way to go. We love them. I mean, what a great game day food too. I mean that that reminds you of of game day in Oxford, Starkville, New Orleans, Hattiesburg, Crescent City Grill, wherever you uh, wherever you travel. But we'll throw out Burgers Blues and Barbecue B Three in Madison and Brandon, and also Bulldog Burger in um, Ridgeland. Startville and Tupelo Kessler prime has onion rings and um so do many many other local establishments we want to welcome in Jake Thompson on three network the Ole Miss spirit Ole Miss insider Jake joins us on the Farm Bureau insurance guest line
2: Jake do you like onion rings I do I uh and also thanks for having me on again I'm I'm not so – I'm um, between lightly battered, and I like a little bit of a crunch, a little bit of a layer, yeah. but not so much to where the batter overtakes the onion rings. Sorry, I, I've watched too much Food Network, so that's probably a little technical there. No, you weren't, uh,
1: actually. I like that, and we are the food show in the state of Mississippi, so I love every bit of what you just walked us through. And if at some point in the interview you think of your favorite place that serves onion rings in Oxford, um, well, I want you to, to let us know. So we're, we're wrapping up, uh, you know, the coaches go on vacation, I, I guess, starting tomorrow. Um, and, and they need some time off. They've been battling recruiting and, and NIL and the transfer portal and everything else. Um, Ole Miss has been on a, a role as of late with, uh, Traverse Banks and John Wayne Oliver, and then yesterday, Bernard Causey. So let's start with uh, Travers Banks out of Tuscaloosa. Um, that was a big get for Kiffin and Golding. Um, tell me about the uh, the defensive back from T town.
2: Uh, you know that one kind of I think just maybe the timing uh, of it kind of shocked everybody. And I know that was one that kind of started this week long or half week fire between Ole Miss and State fans. State felt they had him. And I felt good about him. And then he kind of came out and said, I'm, i is where I'm coming. And he committed. And it, you know, for either school, it would have been a big hit because it's right there in Nick Saban's backyard, Tuscaloosa, So you don't see, uh, schools kind of get one, uh, that's not in Alabama or Georgia or somewhere out of a, you know, kind of a area like that. But no, I mean, the secondary is a spot that all this has kind of got to kind of stockpile and beef up on and, and just add depth and getting a kid like that. That's a tremendous start to that. Uh, You know, the, the secondary, you know, as we've talked about a few times already, it's just kind of that big question mark for this year, but you've got to get kids ready and, and build up for, for the following years. You know, recruiting is also, and with Transfer Portal, it's, it's about the now more than it used to be, but it's also still kind of looking toward that short-term future of, all right, these kids, if they're not here, or we lose kids because of the portal. And so, you know, that's a huge get, especially for that spot on defense. That's still kind of, for me, I'm keeping an eye on in terms of just how will it hold up this year.
1: Sure. That was a big get. Um, Traveris Banks, Tuscaloosa, he's a big kid too. Um, Over 6'1", 200 pounds. So that's something that Pete Golding's going to be excited about. And Jake's right. Mississippi State thought they had him. And so there was a lot of confidence over in the Hale State camp. Although they had a huge week too. Uh, but he decided to pull the trigger for Ole Miss, and Pete, uh, Golding had been over in Tuscaloosa for several years. He knew about the kid, obviously, and then of course uh, Lane Train and Golding land him on June 18th. We're visiting with Jake Thompson, on three sports, lover of onion rings, also on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Okay, let's go to uh, let's go to John Wayne Oliver. The uh, the dude out of Nashville, offensive lineman. Uh, what could he bring to the table for for Lane Train and the future quarterbacks at Ole Miss? Uh,
2: you know, I, I am. I'm, you're going to make me sound like a broken record, but offensive line just needs studs, needs guys. Uh, they've, they haven't really had, you know, guys. They've had Nick Brokers, uh, you know. They've got Jeremy Jameses, and you know, a sophomore Mike Pettis this year that they hope can kind of be those guys, but they've never just had long-term durable guys up front injury if there's an injury bug that resides anywhere in the on the soccer room full-time it's kind of always been that offensive line with either ankle injury or a knee injury either in camp or in a big game uh, they just they lose offensive linemen at periods of time it just always happens and getting a guy like john Wayne oliver that's that's a huge get especially for a uh, uh, you know garrison who's just now not even a full year into his term here at Ole Miss So, you know, that's massive for him to kind of build up that recruiting steam. And, and, you know, they've got to start landing big guys up front on both sides, but especially on offense. So that kind of jump starts that. And like you said, heading kind of into a dead period, it makes them feel a little bit better about that position heading into some quiet time. Yeah, heading
1: into the dead period if there is one in the SEC. uh, It's actually like four weeks. It's crazy. Um, Now, you know, who knows? I don't think these staffs ever sleep. I think they sleep with one eye open. But at least they get to, I was talking to some coaches, they're going on cruises, they're going down to the Bahamas, they're going down to 30A. They need some time off for sure, because it's it's almost like we extended the recruiting cycle with the portal. It's
2: a, it's a 24-7, almost 365 day, maybe a 300 day. when you subtract some of these dead period days, but it's it's nonstop. And I know it ruffles feathers and Kiffin says it all the time, and for us, we kind of get tired of writing the same quote over and over but he's, <laughs> he's not wrong in saying it's almost a business without the actual contracts and no, know, doubt, no doubt no doubt oldness yeah, Miss you know, uh, and, and, go ahead and it, well every team's dealing with it it's just I guess Kiffin is the one who chooses to say it all the time but it's you know we, we kind of felt this coming that college football is going to be non-stop just with the way the TV contracts and, and TV just talk about it and now you have SEC network and other power fives have TV channels 24-7, so we kind of knew this content machine was coming, and now it's here, full go, and Trans Reporter and NIL just push it over the edge.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ole Miss uh, landing several commitments here of late as we go into the dead period, if you will. Jake Thompson, on three sports, the Ole Miss spirit. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Um what do you make of you know, Kiffin is doing a little bit of a pivot here with the focus on high school recruiting. Do you agree, Jake?
2: Yeah, he is. You know, we we always ask him, have you found a balance? Is there a balance? Or is it a all right, in twenty twenty three this is the balance, in twenty twenty four it'll be it'll lean towards more the other way. And, you know, he's been portal heavy and maybe he's realized that, you know, that that's that's good, but maybe you know, not all of them are gonna pan out. You want them all to pan out. But You've maybe got to get some young guys in, in these room position rooms. And he is focused a lot more high school heavy in, in recent, or in recent, oh, I guess the last month or a few weeks. But kind of seeing that focus shift, you know, I don't know if it's something where he just wakes up and says, all right, these kids are answering our phone. We better stay on them. Or uh, I think I see something coming down the pike and we need to get some high school kids in here or focus on that. And, you know, we say all that and then come this time next year and he'll be back in a portal. You right. Know, you know, you never know what it's going to do. But, yeah, no, he is. He's pivoted sharply, and, you know, he has struck gold a few times with Judkins, and, you know, uh, we'll see how this running back out of uh, Texas and Riscano does this year. But Tell I me about him real quick. See, Tell me about uh, him. Uh, out of New Caney, Texas, uh, we haven't gotten to see him yet. He's one that chose to finish out his full high school uh, term. He's, he's up here now in the workouts and stuff but you know the the parts we don't get to see or hear about but we're you know come august fall camp we'll finally get to lay our eyes on him but i'm intrigued to see what they saw saw in him. and you know i don't i don't think they're putting the pressure on him of lightning striking twice with what judkins did because i don't know if a lot of people saw that coming as much right. as it did but i think they're hoping he's kind of maybe be that number three of a new three-headed monster with ulysses bentley who's coming back from He's he's healthy, but he's coming back from an injury where we didn't get to see him at full go last year throughout the year. And I think they just need to have guys to give Judkins those rests so they don't have those moments where, like the Alabama game, where Judkins makes that run, but he's gassed and he has to come out. I think they've got to make sure that they have him ready for those big plays and keep him in. Uh, so I think that's part of that. And I expect Riscano to, to get the ball a lot now that they – Keep just using four games in redshirt, and we'll, you know we'll find out. But I yeah. think he's part of the plan, at least as of right now.
1: Okay, Jake Thompson talking old Miss football. To be here before we know it, uh, we'll all take a little break. Come back, we'll have SEC media days in Nashville, and then a couple weeks later, uh, everybody will report, and we'll see if we get a comp. I think we are uh, QB comp- QB one competition in Oxford. I'm not quite counting out Spencer Sanders yet. Can you imagine the, the craziness if, like, by August 20th, 22nd, there's buzz that this thing is not just close, but but even, or, oh, that'd be crazy. Then Labor Day will be here. Ole Miss and Mississippi State will beat Mercer in southeast Louisiana by a combined 100 points, and then we'll we'll go from there, right? So, uh, and we'll all be hot, as you know what, um, in the stadium. I may go to a bar in Starville and eat, amazing onion rings, and just drink cold beer, cold cell instead of going to the game. But anyway, Jake's got to go because he covers it uh, on game day. On three sports, old Miss Spirit, Jake Thompson on the Farm Bureau Insurance uh, guest line. So, uh, Jake, would, would you be surprised? We'll throw out two words. Surprised or shocked if three weeks into camp, Spencer Sanders leapfrogs Jackson Dark.
2: You know, just from watching what he did with Altmaier and Dart last year, and obviously Spencer Sanders is probably a little higher caliber than, than Luke Altmaier. No, no offense to Mr. Altmaier, but, uh, you know, I think we'll see him take equal reps all through camp just like he did last year. He wouldn't tip his hand. He doesn't send a quarterback to media day, uh, and I don't expect him to this year just because, he, you know, people will assume, oh, that's, you know, he's tipped his hand, that's the guy. I think Dart starts Mercer. I could see maybe. I mean, I would hope Spencer Sanders gets time against Mercer at some point because that means the game's in hand early, and even Walker Howard gets to get some looks. But uh, I think maybe Tulane. We see both. You know, I, Spencer just looked better as the spring went on. You know, he came in with that injury from before he got to Ole Miss. They they limited him like once of the once of the three practices a week. He didn't really throw much, do much. He just kind of observed and watched. But as the, practice, as the spring went on, he was participating in every practice, and he looked real good. His arm looked much better. He was able to show off that deep ball. And they, obviously they want him to kind of be the run guy because he ran a lot in the Grove Ball, whether that was by design or that's just what the, you know, his, the, the coaches called at the time. But I, I, I think he's going to push Dart. Uh, if he, does he overtake him? We'll find out. So, I'll, no, nothing would shock or surprise me anymore with the Lane Tiffin regime when it comes to these quarterback battles.
1: I don't think Ole Miss is challenged until Game Four at Bama. Um,
2: I'm I'm back and forth on that Tulane game. Just at Tulane, it's the second game. I know they lost a lot, and they're trying to regroup. I just don't think,
1: lane. Jake. I think those teams that do that. Look, I get what you're saying. They had a magical year. They do that about once every twenty years. They go and beat Southern Cal. You know who wasn't interested in the in the bowl game, but they got hammered with losses. I mean, I I expect them to be, you know, 50% less talent than they had last year.
2: Yeah. I go back and forth with that one daily. Just also Ole Miss always has one of those games. And, you know, that could be one where it's close and then they pull away. Or they come in there and kind of Georgia Tech it and shut it down in the first quarter and just control it. So, uh, you know, I could see uh, that happen. But you're right. Tulane was putting more stock in the green wave than maybe there is. I'm hoping to come up. September 23rd is their three and oh, and that's their first test.
1: Okay. Yeah. At Bama and, and then LSU back. I cannot remember the last time Ole miss or Mississippi state played Bama and LSU back to back. I'm sure I'm missing it, but good grief. Jake Thompson on the out of bounds show ESPN, one Oh five, nine, the zone Jake, uh lane train and the staff went into new Orleans and landed Bernard causey yesterday. A uh, defensive back? What do you know about him?
2: Uh, I, he was one that kind of popped up on my radar late. But obviously, you know, as we talked about this morning, that's that's an area they're focusing on. And they need, a, you know, the guy that's a good get out of down, down there. Kind of, It's kind of becoming one of those areas like the Florida and the Texas. You know, they're not, not churning them out all, every year, but they're getting there. And Causey is a kid that I know was kind of sought after, and that's another one that, you know, we're, we're saying they got them. They got them in their pocket in June. Now, the fun part is keeping them till December or February. You know how these these kids are. And, uh, you know, uh, that's that's always the tricky part. Especially, you, you know, you feel good about them because you got them in the dead period, so not really anything can happen. But then once the dead period ends, those coaches start, you know, making those phone calls again and going, hey, you know, you told us a month ago. And calls, is going to be just one of those, just like Banks. Make sure that they're still in the red and blue camp.
1: Right. No, I, I get it. It's... Kind of like what happened at Mississippi State a few days ago with the Land those three guys they'll continue to get recruited all the way until the December um signing day. What are your expectations for Aiden Williams and you so we had Tom, we have Tom Luganville on several times a month, and he talked about how Sunine Perkins is day one ready, and Aiden Williams, although he likes him um and thinks he's talented, not as day one ready. Um, what are your expectations, Jake?
2: I think he'll be, become day one ready, closer to day one. I think he's one that's got to get adjusted. You know, we've seen these receivers come in, even transfers, and Jordan Watkins, and you know, experienced guys who come in and played somewhere else already. Uh, this this is an offense that's an interesting system to learn. It's a tough one to learn. Dart acknowledged that as the quarterback last spring that he was it was a lot to absorb. And I know it's you know receivers don't have much, but Aiden Williams just you know first year in coming out of high school all the expectations he's going to have a lot to kind of juggle so i think it's going to be a bit of an adjustment at first through fall camp but i think come come season he'll be in there uh kind of grasping it and i'm sure they'll they'll kind of give him give him some simple stuff make sure he's got that and then give him those more intri- uh you know i guess intricate tree routes that all these you know receiving coaches and offensive coordinators come up with but i think he's one that that's they've got to hope he's ready at some point this season because they need kind of a guy they, they've got a receiving room by committee now they've got some transfers in there and they got jordan watkins and dayton wade who's a walk-on that kind of earned his spot with how he played last year uh but they don't have like a guy they don't have a malik keith or a mingo that we can sit here and say it's him and then everybody behind them right Mm -hmm. now it's kind of maybe watkins just because he's been here and then everybody but they need that that threat and i know aiden williams is a freshman but i think he's going to have to kind of turn into that sooner rather than later
1: but if you if you if you had to bet on it, you'd go Jordan Watkins as the number one target in twenty somebody else could emerge, but you would go Jordan starts- Watkins as the number one target in twenty twenty three right
2: yeah, if you told me to put a marker down on September second, I'm gonna say he's kind of your your one a receiver, and then you know they find some guys or it's you know it's it's a by committee for a while until they get somebody to emerge outside of Watkins. I like him, I like his game, but he's not really an outside guy and you know, Ole Miss kinda of thrives when they have that outside guy to kind of compliment the slot guy saying, uh, that same that Watkins is.
1: Do you think Kiffin was frustrated he couldn't find that outside or he didn't get that outside guy? Um I'm sure in the I mean
2: I would I would be and not not a like just mad at the world kind of frustrated, just you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose in those battles and they just there wasn't one that they could get in there. Uh and, and one that maybe that they felt fit that was available that said they would they would talk him but I think he likes, I know they really like Aiden Williams, but like we, you, know, you said and alluded to, he's just got to develop and maybe develop faster than most would expect him to. This
1: episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Yeah. All right, man. I expect you to, uh, smash some onion rings in the next couple of
2: days at a, yeah, uh, I'm heading down to Louisiana to Manning camp tomorrow. So I'm sure there's plenty ooh. of onion rings in South Louisiana somewhere. Oh, you're going to, I right,
1: tell my friend Mike Dettelier. Hello. He goes every year and, um, y'all have two quarterbacks going. I think Mike told us Tuesday. Right?
2: Well, if they've added one. I know Dart's been announced. Okay. Uh, I don't, if, if one's, it, it could have slipped one in on me as I was traveling last night. I, I've cut the trip in half, so I'm out of town tonight, today. So if, if I miss one, that's on me.
1: That's awesome. Have you been to the Manning Passing Academy before?
2: I have never had the opportunity to, and uh, with just as awesome a season as baseball had in the state, I had some free time in June, <laughs> so I figured I'd come down and see what it's all about tomorrow.
1: I love it. Okay. You'll have fun, man. That That's a who's who of, of the top dudes. And then of course with Eli and Peyton there, um, you know, talking about juice, uh, where are you from, Jake?
2: I actually, uh, I, I moved back. I, I was Florida back Panhandle. And, yeah. And then I moved back to Brandon yep. uh, in, in 96 and finished up high school and, and everything there and graduated there. And, uh, so if I could pick onion rings, this is a place that's no longer around, but my dad had a place called the Bulldog Diner. And, uh Brandon when I was in high school, and they, he had some really good onion rings, so Ooh. I gave my dad a shout-out from a few decades ago.
1: I love that. All
2: right, Jake,
1: uh, thanks. Enjoy the Manning Passing Academy. We look forward to an update there, and uh, have a good weekend, my man.
2: I will. Thanks for having me on. Y'all have a good day.
1: All right, buddy. Jake Thompson, on 3 sports old Miss Spirit. He joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Bundle your car and home and save with your Farm Bureau insurance. Insurance agent, favorites.com for super competitive rates and excellent customer service. It's all powered by Farm Bureau Insurance. We're live in the Bank Plus Studio, out of bounds, ESPN 1059, the Zone. And we're streaming live for you on the Zone1059.com, powered by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. And award-winning dancing rabbit golf club. I had lunch at mom and M's yesterday in the golden moon casino. It is right across the casino floor from the sports book. It's amazing. And I had the fried chicken. Y'all would be proud of me. Some of you give me a hard time for my eating habits. Considering I live in the deep South and in the sunbelt, um, their fried chicken is amazing. It's some of the best I've ever had. We also had fried okra as an appetizer. So there you go. And they did some bacon yesterday, and here's what I love about it: Mama and M's. If you're tra, if you're travel sales, going through to bet on NFL or college football futures or the rest of the college world series at the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge, hit Mom and M's. Um, they did the bacon crispy, and that is just so so important. I mean, it was super super crispy. It was quality. It was delicious. And it's got a southern flair with a culinary kick, is what Mama M's is. Um, and their fried chicken's amazing. I mean, they've got shrimp and grits. They've got all sorts. of. They've got tamales. Um, their black-eyed peas are phenomenal. But their bacon yesterday was great. The fried chicken was good. I mean, how about that? That's a southern meal at lunch. And I, I did it. Fried chicken, which was battered perfectly. The fried okra was lightly battered. Thank the heavens, and their bacon was so crispy, fantastic! I'm proud of you. I got to take you there. Oh, let's go. Blake would go, um, some, and so you'll have to try their uh, try out their menu for sure. It's it's really really good. Now with your diet, okay? What is, what is your favorite southern food?
2: Just in general, because you you know we talked about this. You don't eat. You don't, you don't go out and get sweet potato fries and, and grab like a big, thick fried chicken or anything like that.
1: What is your go-to? If you're eating Southern food, is it like crawfish? Is it okra, cheese grits? Those are my top three right now. Oh, there. I love cheese grits. Cheese grits, baby? Yeah, I absolutely love... Well, I love everything you just named. Okay. So I love fried okra. Love it. Um, And I mean, I eat it half dozen times a year. I mean, is that... It's not enough. Is that not enough? No, I when I worked in the restaurant I ate okra every single day. Had to. Okay. I may have to rev up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I love black-eyed peas. Obviously, I love onion rings. You mentioned cheese grits. Uh, especially if you can do a jalapeno cheese in there. Ooh. I'm in on that. Wendy That's makes that. great grits. Those are those are yummy. Um Let me think what else is far. Oh, I love fried pickles. Yum. absolutely love lightly battered fried pickles with some remoulade or, um, or some comeback speaking of, I gotta hammer some fried pickles this show is flying by, hour number three coming up National Onion Ring Day
0: Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing?